are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with you all on this Tuesday in the second YouTube show ever for Locked On Pelicans here. We've been doing them on Locked On NBA 2 a little bit too. So if you prefer to get the show instead of through the podcast app, anything like that, you can get it on YouTube. Just search Locked On Pelicans on YouTube. I also have the link twin to my uh, pinned to my Twitter over at Nola Jake. So today on this Tuesday, it's kind of Trade Tuesdays, the theme of today's show. I want to talk a little bit about Pelicans moving up in the draft, where that might happen, maybe not in the spot that you're thinking, but also where the Pelicans are more likely to move down in the draft. Could they be moving out of that 10th spot? We'll look at trading back and why they would do something like that in this draft when they should have players that are kind of plug and play ready at 10. So we'll look at that. And then I do want to touch on the Damian Lillard situation just a little bit more. You know, it, they they hired Chauncey Billups. We talked about it at length yesterday, why he might kind of be out of there, why the Pelicans should kind of go all in for him. Is it realistic, though, is the number one thing I've I, I've gotten. But more likely, more than that, what I want to get into is what would a timeline look for that? When would a Damian Lillard trade happen? Should we be expecting that as, this offseason? Or another period of time. That's what I want to get to into in the third segment of today's edition of Locked On Pelicans. So let's jump into everything. But before we do that, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. At only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up later in the episode. So the Pelicans are picking 10th in the NBA draft slated for next month. They're in a decent spot because I do think they can get a player that you could slot right in. And we've done a mock draft as part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And I'll tell you soon, we're going to do a big board tomorrow. And then we'll get into, well, who did I pick for the Pelicans at 10? The reasoning behind all of that. No trades in this, but in other mock drafts, we're going to do trades. And will I be looking to trade? And that's what we're talking about kind of today, particularly in the first round for the Pelicans. So at 10, there's guys they could get that you could just slot right in. Corey Kispert is one of them. Franz Wagner, I think, is another guy that could step right in. You have a couple of high upside players in Josh Giddy or others that you could also look at for that too. Is that the direction the Pelicans want to go? Just adding one person to the team? Or do they want to potentially add some more? And to do that, you'd be looking to trade down. But why trade down? You're in the top 10, right? That's a top 10 pick. It tends to get kind of worse the further you go down. That's obvious, right? The hit rate of players and then panning out in the NBA. Significantly worse the further you go down in the draft. There's been studies on it. I can link you charts and graphs and all of that. So if you're, why would the Pelicans look to trade down if you're looking to try and build a winner sooner rather than later around Zion Williamson? He's a little bit unhappy. I think you could do that in this draft and trade down from 10 because this is a deeper draft in that range that we've seen. Yes, there's maybe five guys kind of at the top led by Cade Cunningham that you like more than the rest of them. But I do think pick 8, 9, 10 is going to be pretty similar to 
18, 19, 20 in this draft. And that means you could potentially get two quality guys that you can get into the Pelicans rotation right now. They need to build up some of their depth, I think, particularly if you end up swinging a trade for Damian Lillard. And we'll talk about that coming up here in just a moment, too, in the third segment. This is all going to tie into everything here. So if you do end up swinging a trade and need to give up a bunch of players for whatever disgruntled superstar is out there, you're going to have to rebuild that depth somehow. Having more young guys on the team that are a little bit more NBA ready than maybe other years and that at least shows some depth and quality in 18, 19, 20 or that general range, I don't think is necessarily a bad idea for the Pelicans to look at. It's a little bit forward thinking here. That could be a really good thing. There's a number of teams that might be good trade targets for this. You have the Oklahoma City Thunder who have a ton of picks. They have three in the first round alone. They're picking at six they're also picking at 16 and 18 do they need 16 and 18 with all of the youth that they have there or would they rather maybe come away with two guys versus three so could you trade the 10th pick for both 16 and 18 what about the houston rockets who have the second overall pick but they also have 23 and 24 do they necessarily want those to put even more youth on a team that's kind of in a weird spot right now? Would they potentially like to go away with two little bit better rookies than three, including two at 23 and 24? So there's obvious trade partners there, I think, that you know you could look at. Even the New York Knicks at 19 and 21. They're kind of in the playoffs. They were last year. They got bounced out. They probably want to make a bit more of a splash. Maybe you trade the 10th pick for those two picks or you know some combination like all of this. Because I do think there's a lot of depth here. As much as I like Corey Kispert and I really really do and I think he'd be a he's going to be a really good basketball player right ceiling's not that high do you want to be forced into making a draft choice at 10 that while a good player it's not the guy that you're like the most excited about you don't feel the best about his long-term prospects helps you now that's a good thing and I think the Pelicans maybe need to prioritize that a little bit but it's not say the sexiest pick or something like that so maybe you trade down and you don't need to worry about that in the top 10 and kind of some of the perception that comes with that and look I think there's a number of players that you could get in that middle uh, part of the lottery that would be really good you've got Zaire Williams out of Stanford who's an athletic small forward that could really fit in there you have guys from Auburn in Sharif Cooper a point guard that looks like he could be really good and we'll do a a deeper dive on him and a number of these other prospects a little bit later you also have JT Thor from Auburn as well who's rocketing up draft Uh, draft boards if you want a guy in the front court to give you a little bit of depth right there or what about Cameron Thomas from LSU shooting guard who looks like he's going to be a great shooter in the NBA and then what about potentially someone like Trey Mann another point guard out of the SEC sophomore for from Florida younger looks like he's going to be a good three-point shooter looks like he'll be enough of kind of that pass guy that can give you scoring and at least move the ball in kind of a combo guard kind of way I think that could be a way that you look at it and if you could come away with maybe two of those or even like a uh, Chris Duarte would be a really good guy to try and get to because he's going to be a great shooter I think in the NBA he's athletic he does a number of things if you can get two of those guys I think you feel really really good if you're the Pelicans going into this season with a little bit more depth some upside and this is all going to play into a factor that we're going to talk about in the third segment when we get to Damian Lillard so keep this conversation in your mind we'll get to that later because I do want to get into the second round and all of the picks that the Pelicans have in the second round and what that might mean and what they might try and do there so that's coming up here next on the Locked on Pelicans podcast but before we get to that 
Today's show is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. It's time for the Ultra Player of the Week. This is about someone that just makes you happy, right? A recent performance from a guy that just brings you joy, happiness, kind of a love of the game. There's really only one answer in this, and it's Cameron Payne. That's because of his 29-point performance against the Clippers in Game 2, a game that the Suns won by a point. Stepping in for Chris Paul, this guy plays 37 and a half minutes. He was out of the NBA at one point. 29 points on the night nine assists it was awesome and watching the Clippers lose you kind of love that a little bit right like you're seeing this younger guy who's kind of on the outs of the NBA really start to succeed find the right role he was enjoying his time out there this was his chance to shine and he really made it work and then you beat the Clippers you go up 2-0 in that series you start to feel really good about their chances and they got a closeout game um, that has not happened when I'm recording this just yet and look as Michelob Ultra says it's only worth it if you enjoy it and at only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories joy creates success and enjoyment isn't the end game it's the whole game and clearly Cameron Payne was having so much fun out there he's enjoying these playoffs and that's why he's the ultra player of the week today on road to the finals our NBA playoff coverage brought to you by Michelob Ultra it's only worth it if you enjoy it at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories we can all enjoy the games a little bit more this season weird note that I saw before this Clippers Suns game closeout game from the Suns I haven't watched it yet by the time I'm recording it Zubach has never missed a game in the entire time he's played for the Clippers. He was also given to them for free by the Los Angeles Lakers. Just a really weird, I don't know, stat. Remember when Emeka Okafor had that kind of run for New Orleans where he didn't miss any games or anything like that? It's kind of always interesting to see the Ironmen that kind of come up in the NBA. But he has been one of them. Missing him in this game, and they kind of need him. So I'm going to be curious to see if he, being out, had a big impact for the Pelicans. Or not the Pelicans, sorry, the Suns. The Pelicans, though, are going to have an impact in this draft. We just talked about them trading back, but what about potentially trading up? And I'm not talking about in the first round. As much as I'd love to see them somehow jump into the top three, four, and get a guy like Jalen Green or Jalen Suggs or Scotty Barnes or Jonathan Kaminga, the guys that I think could be really, really good players, I don't see it happening. Unless they really fall in love with one of those guys and they're ready to move off of a bunch of these Lakers or Bucks picks for one of them. I just don't see it happening. And those guys seem like such blue chip prospects that I don't see those teams trading out of there. I don't see the Rockets trading two. I don't see the Pistons trading one or the Cavs trading three or the, the Raptors trading four or even the Magic trading five. I think it would be almost impossible to get into the top five. Where you could trade up though, is the second round something the Pelicans have done a bunch before. They own three second-round picks. Four second-round picks, actually. Uh, That's not really the spot that you want to be in right now. So the Pelicans, in the second round, with all of the different picks that they have, um, where are they here? They've got 35, they've got 40, they've got 43, and they also have 53. That's a whole bunch of of second round picks to have. They're not going to draft four guys there and bring them in. This is one of those situations where you likely try and combine those picks and move up. We saw this under Dell Demps where if the Pelicans had two second round picks, they'd just kind of combine both of those, move up and try and draft a guy. And they had a very clear way about going through that process, the type of player that they really went after. They went after former blue chip high school players that for whatever reason didn't do too well in college, whether that meant they were young um, and just needed to grow, whether it was injury, whether it was immaturity or other things. You know, Frank Jackson's a really good example of that, dealt with some injuries at Duke, but was a five-star guy coming into college. I wouldn't be shocked to see if New Orleans does something like that. Again, I think there's a number of guys that you could kind of get, and I think they'll probably keep 35 
unless there's someone they're really sold on in 31, 32, 33, 34. But I think it's those other picks they might try and package to move up also around that 30 pick and maybe take two guys there, depending on what they do in the rest of the draft. A guy like Dash and Nix would be really good point guard from the G League Ignite team and all of that. You've got another a number of other guys that I think they could look to try and get, and you could follow that that plan of blue chip prospects that didn't work out wherever they were, but you can go and get that guy now. A guy with a lot of high upside that maybe it's not going to work out, but it's a second round pick who really cares. Second round picks don't have a great hit rate in the NBA. They tend to hover in general somewhere below starter level to below role player level. These are guys that just, you know, again, they're while they're good basketball players and some of the best in the world, it just doesn't end up really working out for a number of them in the NBA. And the rate there to try and get those guys and have them work out doesn't. And we've saw it here, you know, with with a number of people in New Orleans. Frank Jackson didn't work out the way that they would have wanted him to do it. They thought he could be a starter. It just didn't end up happening. Um, and you've seen it with others, too. So, you know, uh, Diallo, Czech Diallo being the other one, too, that they kind of went that strategy with. You know, they've had some success elsewhere, uh, particularly Jackson with the Pistons. But overall, it just didn't work out for him. But it's okay. It's a second round pick. You don't want that to be your first round pick, but you can handle that if it's the second round pick. And so that's why I wouldn't be shocked if the Pelicans try and trade up. It's too many second round picks to have. You know, the depth there, well, I think it's in this draft to about 20 to 25 in that range. After that, no. Like, there's guys you like, you can talk yourself into them. But look, when was the last second round pick you've really thought about with all of this? You know, but I do think, I do think when you look at the draft overall, Trading down if you're the Pelicans from the first round makes a lot of sense. Look at the number of guys that really contributed kind of in this range in the NBA last season. Sadiq Bey, a guy who was really high on, was rookie of the year, went 19 overall. You had a guy like Emmanuel quickly go 25, go to the Knicks, you know, should have been starting over Alfred Payton. You also had Malachi Flynn, 29, to Toronto, make an impact in the NBA, playing over 20 minutes per game. And then Desmond Bain might have been the best out of all of them from uh, who went to Boston, drafted at 30th. Those guys all contributed to helping teams win. I think that can be a really important thing. Tyrese Maxey was at 21. He was pretty good for the Philadelphia 76ers. They used him a lot in the playoffs, too. Very good defensively. There's guys you can get in that range that make an immediate impact. Is the ceiling the highest for them? Is Desmond Bain going to be an all-star? No, not at all. But you don't need him to be here in New Orleans. You don't need to draft an all-star right now. You need your team just to win, and you need to make Zion Williamson realize, hey, these guys are drafting well. I want to stick here for the foreseeable future. And then it's going to come into play with what we're going to talk about next when it comes to Damian Lillard, too, because I do think a trade for him is going to be very much on the table. Let's talk about that coming up here next on Locked on Pelicans. But before we get to that, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season's in full swing. The NBA playoffs are underway. You want to make these games more interesting? You can do that over at BetOnline.ag. Literally all of the odds that you could want. You want to bet on the next Pelicans head coach? You can do it there. You want to bet on the Suns or the Clippers? Depending on when, when, when you're listening to this or watching this, you can do that. 
or if you think the Suns have a good chance to win the entirety of the thing, like I think they really might, or maybe the Bucks are going to do it, and you feel really good about them as well to win their series and then beat the Suns or the Clippers, whoever they end up playing. You can take all of those odds, get in on all of the action. So before the next pitch or the next tip-off, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device. Check out all of the great news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. You don't want to sit on the sidelines anymore. Just make these games as interesting as possible with BetOnline.ag. So head to the website using your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code Locked On. Again, that is promo code Locked On for a 50% welcome bonus. It's like you already want to bet right there over at betonline.ag bet online your online sportsbook experts today's episode of locked on pelicans is also brought to you by rockauto.com the ever-increasing number of makes and models out there it's impossible for local chain stores to stock all the parts you might need for your car and look you want to repair your car right now use car prices through the roof If you want to buy a new car, you can't really find one. There's just nothing on lots right now. So you've got to repair your car yourself. Also, mechanics are like backed up like four or five months. So if you have a big issue, I don't know if you're going to be able to get it in. So do it yourself. So save time and money by working on your car yourself and save more time and more money when using rockauto.com. Do not spend up to 30, 50, 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership. Rockauto.com, it's a family business serving do-it-yourselfers online for over 20 years. Their prices are always reliably low and for every customer, they have everything you could possibly need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. I have multiple parts that I've ordered from them that have been two, $300 cheaper because I do the work on my cars myself and I'm fixing up an older one as well. So go explore their easy to use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. So go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck Right, locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com starting july 19th the ultimate mock draft 2021 presented by locked on and odyssey featuring analysis from the goat of nba mock drafts chad ford and odyssey nba expert brian scalabrini and former general manager ryan mcdonough our locked on nba local experts will make selections and trades for your favorite basketball teams throughout this week-long special event search the ultimate mock draft 2021 on the new odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts odyssey is your audio home for all the sports podcasts music and news that matter to you that's odyssey a-u-d-a-c-y so we talked yesterday about damian lillard and look it seems like he he's kind of on the outs here and if you listen to the lockdown nba podcast please listen to monday's episode also please listen to wednesday's episode where i co-host um but on monday they had mike richmond host of the locked on blazers podcast and he gave great insight to this and look Mike is very well connected to what's going on with that team and damian lillard and i trust every single thing he says And he's kind of been at the forefront of all of this stuff and the stuff with CJ McCollum too. And he basically said what he thinks here is that Damian Lillard wants out, like wants out. And he doesn't want to be a bad guy to be like, yeah, you guys have kind of screwed everything up. I want you to trade me. And that kind of unendears himself from the Portland Trailblazers fans. But if you can blame it on this, if you get a convenient scapegoat and a botched coaching search in Chauncey Billups and his questionable past, yeah, you can all of a sudden say, hey, look, look what this team has forced me to do. I just can't be here anymore. And that's what Mike thinks is happening. You know, Damian Lillard was in the interviews with Chauncey Billups, presumably when this stuff about his past and these allegations and this settlement was brought up. This shouldn't be a shock to Damian Lillard. So when people say, well, this is the coach that he wanted, it might have been the coach he told them to hire, knowing that this was all going to be part of his plan. 
And Mike Richmond seems to think that, seems to think that this is kind of all Damian Lillard trying to orchestrate his way out of town. And Mike is as good as it comes when it when it comes to info on the Portland Trailblazers. So I do think Damian Lillard very much wants out of Portland. The problem is, when does that happen? Is that this offseason? And can he dictate a trade on his own terms? He's got basically four years left on his deal. That's not necessarily an easy thing to try and force. There's no rush, right? Like, he's got to play there unless he goes full James Harden as a terrible teammate. So I don't think a Damian Lillard trade is going to happen this offseason unless things somehow blow up even worse. And I don't think they're there just yet. But it does mean that Damian Lillard trade could happen during the year. Once they kind of see how bad of a teammate he is, or maybe he's just not trying, you know, or maybe he's injured and doesn't come back from injury right away. You know, it's going to take something like that to really force a move. And you need attractive pieces. And if all of a sudden you have three young guys that have kind of shown something in the NBA and look like they could be good because you've traded down, because you've consolidated some of those second round picks to move up to get a better second round pick. I think that could be important. Or if a Damian Lillard trade happens next offseason, which might be the most likely scenario. Um, Mike said he doesn't expect Damian Lillard to play two years on this new contract. Maybe one. So maybe you're looking at a Damian Lillard trade next offseason, but you can angle for that now. And you can start building up a lot of these pieces. And the more young players you have that look good in the NBA that show that they can do something, the easier it's going to be to present the best offer to the Portland Trailblazers. And so that's something that I think the Pelicans need to try and kind of keep in mind, or any superstar that might want out. Play some of those young guys, whether it's you know Cameron Thomas or some of the other guys that you think could be really, really good, prove that they're good in the NBA, and then build up their trade value because they're probably worth more than you know potentially at that point nebulous first-round picks. Plus, it's more salary to make a trade easier to get done. And having guys at kind of different salary levels can be a very useful thing to try and structure in trades since the outgoing money more or less needs to equal the incoming money. So the Pelicans in this draft, if they do trade down and then trade up in the second round, could be well positioned to have a lot of like internal flexibility to getting a deal done. Maybe you can then move a guy like Nikhil Alexander-Walker, who may up his trade value, by the way, at the Olympics playing for Team Canada, And you can live with letting him go because you've got some of these other young guys that you think are good role players and pieces to put around him. None of these guys need to be stars. Like not not one single person the uh, the Pelicans draft in this draft need to be stars. You've got those in place already. You just need solid basketball players, I think, that you can then either move in trades that are appealing or help you win as role players. They're well positioned to do that. And I think this is a good draft to just get solid basketball players. Home run's great. If you're the Oklahoma City Thunder, you want to hit a home run because you don't have that stud, that all-star, that guy that can lead you to a championship, Unless, depending on how you feel about Shea Gilgis-Alexander. But they have that here in New Orleans, in Zion Williamson, and to a lesser extent with Brandon Ingram. So you need to put the pieces around them, not look for that guy. And that's why I think it gives the Pelicans a lot of flexibility and a lot of intrigue in this draft with the different directions that they could go. But that's where we're going to end it today for today's edition of Locked On Pelicans and Locked On Pelicans on YouTube. So please subscribe on YouTube. Just search Locked On Pelicans there. Check me out on Twitter at Nola Jake for the link. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcast from. And please tell your friends. Greatest way to get more people listening. Helps also keep this free in five days a week for you all, which is a wonderful thing, right? Um, the only show putting out that kind of content, talking about all of the topics that you want to hear. Tomorrow, big board. Let's kind of break it down. Let's have some fun. 
What are our 30 prospects kind of looking like? Where are some of the tiers in there? I'll give you my draft analysis. That's going to be on the Wednesday edition of Locked On NBA. So thank you all for listening. Thank you all for watching. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, and I'll be back with you all tomorrow.